Hi guys, it's Claudia and Nico, and you're listening to our another great mistake. Let's go. And we are back. Good evening. Hello. Or good morning. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm alrighty. How's your day? All good? Oh yeah, alrighty. I mean, the whole week was quite. The quite week's alright. going fast and fast. I know. Like we already have an October, which mm-hmm. is. Like, quick. I don't know, like, I recently live by certain dates just because of the type of work I do. So, like, we prepare ourselves for certain dates within the year. And I still remember, like, months ago when we've been having a conversation about preparing ourselves for our organization for World Mental Health Day. Mm. And World Mental Health Day is next week on Tuesday. We're just like, wow. What happened with that time? <laughs> it's like yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like seems like summer. As soon as summer is finishing, finished, September is gone, and and it's just downhill till Christmas, which is alright, you know. But I mean, like I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of a usually December and January, February goes slow, just simply because yeah, yeah, of the yeah, weather yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else. January is always the slowest month and the longest uh, the month. Poorest, the poorest. The <laughs> poorest, yeah, because you spend so much money on Christmas, Christmas and you get in paid usually yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. Like you get in paid around 20th, and in you January have to six weeks quite, after. In January yeah, is quite survive. a long month. In general. Because, yeah it's, yeah, it's 31 days. But anyway, we've been doing that for always. Yeah, 20, so. nearly 20 years. More than 20 years. I've been living like that for nearly 20 years. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've been earning money, and then I had to survive. And Christmas always is every single year. Yeah, that's why I like every to buy year Christmas exactly gifts. The same. I'm usually buying Christmas gifts, like, throughout... Uh, Did November. the kids already choose the Christmas gifts? Yeah, they've got some some in some catalogs and and you know so yeah, but you know we're pretty lucky because our kids are not like huge on big gifts and stuff. They're more they, on the amount. <laughs> they uh, like to have a yeah, few they gifts. like to have few gifts and but small gifts, you know, a few Pokemon cards, few this and that, and especially for Max, you know, few few all the DVDs, you know, which is getting harder and harder to get. But yeah, it's. It's good, it's good. We've got friends coming over after Christmas for New Year's, you know. We're going in March to Spain, so yeah, you know. It's all f- always something to look forward to. Mm. I'm first going to Greece. Yeah, no, we first going, before that, we're going with kids away to the farm, yeah. so. So yeah, you know. Day by day, day date by date. Mm-hmm. We've been just having that conversation yesterday with our friends and... Uh, They're going for holidays sometime soon and my automatic question was like, so, you know, you're going for holidays. Did you already think about the next one? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a natural thing for us. Yeah, but you never had that. I installed in you that if you, to have everything planned. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it just comes from the fact that your life is very much structured around kids. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're already planning ahead for next holidays because you know that this is the time you can have time off. Yeah, because this year I've or got. Or you have to have time off. Because this year we, we, you know, as we co-parent, so this year I've got kids in February break and October break and summer break as well, usually always. But next year, uh, uh, my ex gonna have them in February and October, 
and I've got them just in the summer, you know. So that's what we do, and that's that works fine for the last seven years. And oh, we already discussed and you know, yeah, that and as well, swapping I, a little bit. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't matter to be honest. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, it is sometimes like tiring, you know, because this year I don't have much time for myself. Mm, that's what I'm saying. We've been yeah, having the conversation. But it doesn't matter, darling. At the end of the day, we're stuff. still gonna have, you know. And I don't want to swap. I like it as it is. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we had this conversation and pff, well, we'll see, you know, if that's, you know, we flexible enough anyway, do you know what I mean, on both sides. So, so yeah. So, so what's new? I don't know. It's never really new. What about you? Mm. I was in college today and we had amazing conversation about the, the topic of the, because you know, I'm, I'm studying counseling. So the topic of today's uh, class was a power. And that was much about, you know, like, first, what comes, you know, that was the question around the class, you know, and it's like, what words, what words comes to mind when you, you say power, you know, mm -hmm. when you think about power on, uh, or, or... Okay, let's ask you the question, and then yeah, we're so going to tell you, you what. So what do you think, when you hear power, what kind of one word comes to you, to your mind? Rule. All right, you see, and I said love. And majority okay. of the room was exactly a, you know, coercion, uh, like force. Ne negative force, mm -hmm. yeah, all this stuff, exactly. I said love, I said, um, what else did I say? I said, you know, change and all these positive things. And, and you know, and it was amazing because exactly I had, uh, later we had our triads. So basically, you know, we've been practicing mm -hmm. counseling and as well, we had few questions which we, we before we've been asked to, uh, answer, you know, on the paper, and and that was like exactly one of the questions was like, in terms of relationship, what kind of you know, uh, power in, in relationship it might be with the boss, with this, with that. And I mm -hmm. said to myself, after thinking, I said to my tutor, I was like, is that wrong that I don't associate power with relationships? And she's like, no, 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 you know, so, so after we explore this, exactly, I don't see people, most of my class thought about power in terms of maybe ne negative way, but exactly, they use these words, you know, and about, uh, you know, something which is uh, less positive than more positive, you know, and for me it was opposite, I, I'm thinking about love, about giving opportunities, about giving empowerment of okay. others, do you know what I mean? And I, do you think that, oh, that's a completely outside the box mm -hmm. question? But do you think it might come from a little bit of a linguistic side and no. the idea that no. power no. could be more as a... No? No, because there was many questions about does the power in situations. And I said, I don't leave. I don't lead relationships. I don't have relationships in my life, even as a parent, when there is a power involved. Do you know what I mean? I, I said, you know, there was question where, when you feel empowered, you know, not empowered or, you know, powerless, um, you know, power, position of power. I said, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, like in our relationship, we don't have one person who's got the power over other person. Yeah. That doesn't exist. And I said, in only way I can explain in the conversation, I said, in only way I can explain how in our relationship, in my relationship, uh, power is, is like Peloton. So, you know, we had many times in life that you were leader, leading Peloton and I was mm. at the back and when you felt tired or when just that natural shame, I felt 
you know, more energized, I went to the front. And that's how I believe that we use power to, you know, and it's in, in terms of empowerment as well, not empowerment, in feeling powerless. Uh, we had a question about that. I don't remember exactly the questions, but interesting, said, you know, I said to myself, I've, I've learned, uh, I've learned to feel powerless and I'm okay with that. And everyone was but like, I think that's, you know, how? That's like, a matter of accepting the change and the fact that there are some moments when you are out of control and you cannot control everything and this is the moments when you have to accept your power. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm, no, I, I said something deeper. I went deeper. I mean, because of, of the situation of a child I have. Do you know what I mean? I've, Max is 14 years old. And, you know, he's autistic, he's got development delay, so he's mentally between two and four. And now he got to the point when he's able to communicate a bit. You know, he's not going to have conversation with him, but he's, tell, he's able to tell you where, where he's, you know, if he's in pain, where, where mm -hmm. is it, you know, and he will inform you that he's in pain. But for the last 10 years, I would say, no, well, not years, last two years, so he's for, no, no, yeah, I mean, approximately since he was, till he was 10, mm -hmm. You know, he was getting sick and stuff like that, and and you know, I've I've been, you know, I knew he was in pain. I could recognize that, but he wasn't able to tell me that. So I've learned, and I've got I still remember this feeling of feeling powerless in my side myself, and that's how I've learned to accept this powerless. And you know, and and I I I've dealt with it, and I've been there many times, and I overcome that many times. So for me, it's like uh, one of the feelings which I'm very e explore as deeply is very unpleasant feeling, you know, especially when you love someone to, mm. to, you know, to pieces and to death and, and, you know, this person is in pain, but you cannot even, you know, locate the pain first, not mentioning of helping, you know, because sometimes helping is about beyond our, our, our chances because I'm not a doctor if something is serious, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I've, I've felt many times powerless in terms of his condition and his, you know, his pain. Uh, and at the same time, I felt a huge amount of power when I was able to discover what's happened and progress with going to the doctor, to hospital, this mm -hmm. and that, you know. So, absolutely. So, sometimes I think that in my life, because A, I'm autistic, and B, because, you know, I've got life I've, which I've got, and family which I've got, I... I've got this, you know, like extreme, I've got chances of exploring things, but it's always extreme. Because A, I'm autism, and I'm, if I'm depressed, I'm shitty depressed, like no one else. If I'm happy, I'm happy, but if my son is sick, I feel extreme powerless when, when some other people don't have those feelings as much, do you know what I mean? And don't you think that this is partially, you know, like a trouble of a lot of parents that you feel yeah, absolutely. powerless, you know? You know, you know, it doesn't even matter but if you know But not everyone's got a disabled child and oh, he's disabled yeah, yeah, sure. and he's, you know, autistic himself. So maybe, himself, maybe you know? it's a trait of a lot of parents who it is, it is, have know. disabled kids, like we had Well, that's we had why people identifying with my book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there is many people who went through this what I wrote in the book and they feel the same way they felt the same way and they say oh my god this is my story so yeah but I'm you know aside of of of, of you know my life yeah exactly like later I had conversation in in, in Paris with one of you know uh, guys which I'm studying with and we both had the same feeling like two of us mm. had similar outlook on power mm -hmm. positive and rest of the class has just this 
negative connotation, you know, like exactly a coercion, I don't know, you know, uh, abuse, this and that, you know what I mean, that kind of words. And I was like, yeah, obviously I can imagine that, you know. But at the same time came out, you know, one thing came out which I never thought about that, that, you know, sometimes power can be associated uh, with boundary. Because, you know, you, you knew, you know my upbringing, yeah? it wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't nice. And I moved away, I, you know, my, from my house and I never came back since I was 16. <clears throat> I mm -hmm. moved away exactly two days before my 16th birthday and never came back. Mm -hmm. And that was my power and my boundary, keeping my family away. And I'm still keeping them away. You know, like, you know, I love my mom. I don't like, I don't like her. See, I look at... And, you know, and, and me making those decisions about moving away. Obviously, I moved to the, to the UK, not because of that, but I moved to the UK because I was looking for a better life. But I moved away from my house because I, could, I wasn't happy there. And that was my boundary, you know, and I'm looking at it. Okay, Sometimes so we, we make decisions about, about uh, something, you know. And say, the same the way... How I can I go on, into no, 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 the situation yeah, you were just described? But I want I'm to finish. The point. No, I want to finish something, <laughs> and, which is important. Like how I'm getting in touch with my mom or my brother. This is my position of power. I'm in touch with her, you know, once for a while on Skype. She's used to come here twice a year. Now she's coming once every three years or even less because that's my choice. Not because mm -hmm. she doesn't want it. I don't feel need or I don't feel enjoyment i don't have much to talk about it with her and you know so i'm i'm in this position in power but i'm doing this to create boundaries and to make myself healthier because if she would be here more often i would be pissed off on dysregulated and stuff like that mm. so so yeah so what would no, you exactly say? yeah i think it's just like again i think we're coming back to the thing of a linguistic because if you would ask me uh like, how do I claim, or how do I see control? This is exactly what I would be seeing. Control. What, this control. If you would ask me yeah. the same question, but ask me but that's different what words. for me is a... But this is what everything you just said, for me, is more claiming control. Like, if you don't have a control over something, you are powerless, then you either learn to accept or you just like go to the bottom pit, uh, depending how you're gonna treat, treat the situation. Mm. But then what you said, for example, about moving out from home at the age of 16 uh, and setting boundary and setting the distance between you and yourself, your family and you deciding when you're in touch with them, that's for me claiming back control over your life, yeah, your yeah, emotions yeah. Boundaries. and Boundaries, I'm setting so, boundaries. So, really? I, yeah, I, I think we're coming back to, to the linguistic because for me, everything you just said doesn't have really much to do with power. It's got much more to do with control rather than the... Well, if you, so, so if, I, if I think you know, it's just like, you know, naming things different ways. Yeah, but it's important to, to you know, to go through how, how we started the class because yeah. that was just one yeah. word, you know, and I noticed 95% mm. of the room, you know, said exactly yeah, something me, ne negative, not negative, but something very, yeah. you know, strongly connotation with, with you know, and uh, for me it was like about totally opposite, about giving, about sharing, about uh, empowering, you know, about love and... And and I'm glad I'm, I, fe I felt like do you know what it's good because uh, because I feel slightly different and I I can you know 
This is my generative generative drive. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, of a power and control, so I've been listening today uh, one more time the episode which mm -hmm. uh, you were listening today mm -hmm. with Paul Conti mm -hmm. in regards with to the Dr. relationship. Paul so I mm -hmm. really wanted to uh, refresh some of the things because some of the things he was saying really got me like very very deep, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to place uh, myself. So what was it? Uh, and I think it's the part about like I connected as well that with the thing about the divorces which we had a conversation and uh, mm, the how is it say the fact that people in the relationships mm -hmm. sometimes get dependent on each other and people d get divorced because of different reasons and they sometimes wait for the decision with doing things and I very often I, I have to admit it because that was a very fresh thought in my head I very often, when I was speaking with my about my relationship with my ex-husband, mm -hmm. for a very long time in my head, and that's something which I truly believed. It's not like I was saying something, I was lying. I've truly yeah. believed that the relationship I had was very much toxic, and it is my ex-husband who was in some way controlling. Yeah, but he was controlling mm -hmm. the way I was developing, the way I was progressing. Or but not then, progressing. Or not progressing. More but like, then yeah. I I was listening to that episode the previous time, which we're gonna link in a, in the notes in the description. And I've listened that today just to reassure myself. He said something about the idea that uh, there, he met in his career people which been the bad people in the relationship, mm -hmm. been the one who were uh, abusive, been the one who were over controlling yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. They, they've been the damage damage mm -hmm. maker. Mm -hmm. And with a therapy, with a chance of realizing and like this raising this awareness within themselves that there are different ways of being in a relationship and having a healthy relationship, you can actually you can turn them around. They can be different people. They can have a healthy relationship. They don't have to be always the abuser. Same way as you don't always have to be the abused one. So yeah, I started I, to mm -hmm. think about my relationship with my ex, and I think we both got into the relationship as a young people. We, as you do. <laughs> yeah, but as well at the top of that. He was he was very very ambitious person. Very quickly went out of home and went straight into the education. And you know, in the age of twenty six yeah, seven driven, years, no? yeah. he was very very driven, career driven. So that that was his goal. Um, so and his family wasn't the healthiest one as well. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have a perfect examples of a brilliant relationship. And my family wasn't the best one either. So we both got into the relationship without having any guidance. And just simply because we moved out of the family home straight away. Like, we met outside our homes. Yeah, but... We never really had yeah. a chance to verify our relationship and learn to do it the other way. But how and would you learn the other way if you had uh, both of you, you were had fucked up examples? But that, that's what that's I wanted why to say. We, so our for a very long time, so that what I wanted to mm -hmm. say is like for a very long time, the failure for my marriage 
I was putting like 65, 70% on the way he was, mm -hmm. and the rest was on me. But today I've realized that actually we both equally didn't know how to be yeah, in a relationship absolutely. with each other. We've done both mistakes and we've both been missing the generative drive within the relationship. And especially like what the, the generative drive we've got and we've supported each other with it. And now we're going to get into the generative yeah, drive as first, well to explain what is well, it. For you as well, it was a bit different because the way you've been... You know, your husband was unfaithful, so that that was this I mean, the 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 glass the scope, which you the, you know the, the the magnifying glass you look through when you thought about your relationships. Yeah, I think that that you know, was, that the, was like, know, like yeah, end, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that was so like confirmation of oh, he was shit. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like when I look back in my relationship with my ex-wife, you know, for of twelve years or something, you know, I was a shitty husband, you know, before I've changed. Do you know what I mean? And that's why. You know, it was hard for me to accept that she lost love for me because, yeah, I was a shitty husband for, let's say, you know, uh, 10 years. And for two years, I became a very good husband, you know, but it was too late. And, and you know, and at the same time, my upbringing was shit. My, uh, my parents' marriage was shit. Her parents, she lost her dad and her mom wasn't, you know, wasn't able to look after them well as well. So, you know, it's like... And we just, both of us, you and me, and my ex too, and uh, probably your husband, ex-husband too, we're fortunate enough to to take this lesson. To, to yeah, know. so, you know, like, when when I when I've listened again this episode, and there was a very, very end of, at the end of it, there was a conversation about those people which are going to a unhealthy extent to keep the relationship going, for some sort of sake, for one person yeah, for it's children, uh, and safety, money, for money, another person absolutely. is money, for another person is kids, for another person is fear of abandonment or a complete lack of believing in themselves and the idea that they're going to be better, be with someone else. And I remember that a lot of, when I started to think about all of the moments in my relationship with my ex, I do notice those moments where a healthy way mm -hmm. would be either sitting down together and being like, like well, yeah. something is going it's wrong over yeah. here. Come like, on, are we, are we like starting to, you know, Go let's apart. meet together and like, you know, yeah. start working on it or let's make a decision and like walk away from each other. But I had this unhealthy tendency mm -hmm to look for the fingers, you know, let the yeah, all sleep. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let all of those situations just to sleep for the sake of the relationship and being with that person. And that was coming from the fact that I got into the so relationship with my why, ex-husband. Why do you think why do you think that? Why why I, no, I got why you didn't leave earlier? So I got into the relationship straight after when I straight out, straight after school, that's on one side, mm -hmm. but I met him in the age of 19, mm -hmm. and my parents got divorced when I finished 19. Okay. My parents' divorce were in September, and I've so met Michael in a very, you had very disturbing time, and you said yes, you looked for for, for a safe for, option, for, safe for, option a, for, for a secure option, for a safe option. harbor, yeah. And he was the type of a person who I knew that 
we're gonna have a good life because I knew he was ambitious. He had, you know, he wanted to be someone. He wanted mm -hmm. to achieve something. And he wasn't like he wasn't drinking. He yeah, wasn't partying. He wasn't a bad he husband wasn't, whatsoever. Yeah, he was wasn't shouting, raising his voice. Yeah. Yeah. And there were things of like me not being capable of making decisions because his decisions, his choices were the one who were lead, which were leading us to the better life. Yeah, yeah, no. And after the first decision, I was angry and everything else, and I was trying to be like against everything. But and then something good came out of it. Yes, yeah, I yeah. sacrificed a lot about myself and yeah, my yeah. own wants and yeah, needs. But at the end of the day, you had house, We ended up quite well. And then there was another one, and somewhere along the way, I think yeah, you, 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 your I've opinion started didn't matter. To, yes, mm -hmm. I've started to yeah. deeply believe that what I want and need is never gonna get us to the place where he wants to be. And the place he wants to be was the safety, comfort so he was, position. He, so basically he had the plan for life, which is was which and he was, was fulfilling. Yeah. And you've been just tagging along. <laughs> kind of because if I was I'm not there and he is there. Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, I'm not but, like him, and he achieved what he wanted. I don't know yeah, if he's happy. Uh, I have no yeah, clue about, about that. But, yeah, exactly. But, but you, you I was just an addition, and I could yeah. be a temporary addition. And you to were. The, to the, I was just like, I was a step on his way. Yeah. He was doing his, his own thing. And I was just... And you've been just tagging along. So it's, it's just like one of those things I really deeply realized that as much as I... Okay, I, I wasn't physically or emotionally, I cannot say I was abused, but the way certain moments, and the, those were big decisions, things of like, I wanted to go to uni, started uni, at the same time he got a job offer, and it was a matter of, well, I got a job offer and I'm going to be earning this and this and that you're going to start uni and we're going to get stuck in Edinburgh with you being at uni and earning shitty money when I can earn this and that. He made a decision. And yeah, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. So, get it. You know, so some of those decisions were so big and I've lost so much of my power and control mm -hmm. that... Yeah, that's not the relationship you want to be in, you know, because what is the difference but between, you know... See, I realized that the problem wasn't really... Him making those decisions. Yeah, you, the problem you was me being very much. Him go away yes, with it. Absolutely. Me being very much submissive. Yeah. And like not believing myself in myself. Not and standing I, I your grounds the, and I saying, "Look, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a here too. So either way, we're gonna go in the middle somewhere, yeah. or we're not going anywhere. You know. But you know, when you, when you came from the, you know, from the troubled time. Yeah. You know, I was literally just like, I was exactly. really, I was really You've thinking about it. You've been searching yeah. for safe harbor, and the safe harbor was there, even though it wasn't safe anymore because. Well, it was safe, yeah, but, but it that was wasn't different on safety in terms of treating you like, a, yeah. no, just basic needs. Yeah. You know, he didn't allow you to to explore your basic needs and have basic needs like I mean this is the thing safety, it wasn't really no. he was if we look at the no, Maslow you, you just uh, let him know <laughs> let him go with it yeah but if yeah. you're gonna look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs he was giving me the first few points he was giving me the food he yeah, was giving me the needs, basic needs mm -hmm. and and nothing else and nothing else and Absolutely. there was no space in that relationship for me Exploring the top needs of the and of the that Maslow, wasn't even space Aslo for needs. you to grow. 
No, I couldn't move out yeah, from those exactly, basic yeah. needs. My life was really yeah, focused on those. You've got everything, even more, because your basic needs are uh, exceeding. Because yeah, you've got not only food, but you've got glorious food because yeah. I'm rich. Yeah. But your there is a price to pay, exactly. and the price to pay was me not being able to fulfill and any see, of the top that's needs. That's what happens now in in yeah, with youngsters and social media. Do you know what I mean? They f they want to be so someone famous, rich, and they forgetting about the rest of it. Like whatever is there, you know what I mean? This triangle of needs, this uh, pyramid of needs. They just want, to, obviously, we need all the basic basic mm. needs. But after that, if you've got those met, you're just forgetting about, you just want to fame or whatever comes with it, not re re realizing what, what, you know, what, what's around. And you're getting stuck and sucked into that, you know. And yeah, it's, it's it's just like it's you good know, that to, you to finish to finish off on that. I I have asked asked myself today a question: What would have happened with me if anything would have changed? Mm -hmm. If he wouldn't cheat on me, like where? Yeah, that, where would you go? Like, how far? Uh, would you, yeah, how, how far, far in sacrificing myself? I would go to still have those basic needs being met on the standard he was expecting, because that, that was all about the standard, he was, his, his expectation of the but basic you know, the, the, fulfillment. The, fun, the funny thing is, like, yeah, you said he had the highest standards of things, but, you know, he wouldn't let you to even come to his standards to try to fulfill your dreams and, and be like what we do. We're both trying to be successful and we support each other, and we like, you know, if there is, if there, that was like when it was uni, that was your time. I was supporting you for four years. You know, I've been working. You've been working hard too, absolutely too. too. But you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking, oh, why I'm not getting into uni or why I'm not, you know, doing college or whatever. It's like, yeah, this is your time now. Mm -hmm. You finish, and now it's my time now. Do you know what I mean? So exactly, I don't know. But I don't yeah, know. so I just, you know, I started to ask myself that question, like, and I, I think I had like a very close look on the last year last months of the rela our, my relationship with my ex before i found out like 100 percent yes this is it he's got someone else there were like plenty of signs of us not going the same way uh, us not agreeing on things like us not spending enough of time with each other mm -hmm. and i remember like i vividly it just came back to me with the flashes that was like, i, I remember flashes. Not really, not yet. That's not the stage yet. And I remember a certain moment. I was, uh, I was, I was running. I was helping to run a pub in Essex, uh, and I was standing outside and talking with him on the phone, mm -hmm. saying that, "Listen, but like we can sort it out. I can change. Like I honestly, yeah. I, I, I do You're remember being so hooked very up on, yes, on everything. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I very, very vividly remember the moment when I. When I've been and you so think now, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've been so desperate what the hell? I mean, to keep this relationship going that even though you, I've sacrificed so much of myself, you, you wanted to sacrifice I was more. still I was still willing yeah. to change something so we can keep on going. Yeah, because you that's the, the fear of, of unknown. You knew that your parents divorcing is shit. Yeah. You know you're not in a good relationship, but it's at least what the devil you know. Yeah. That's that's and you know like I've done training on 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 you know on uh, domestic abuse and stuff like that and I had this we had this in in you know that was group setting when we had training three days or four days I don't remember you know a long time ago but that was exercise which we did and that was let's say one person had a ball of wool you mm -hmm. know and and the person which had the ball of wool 
was connecting with other people, which when let's say one person, the the the, the abused woman, mm-hmm. you know, was giving the the wool to people, you know, who represented police, housing officer, or whatever, you know, whoever's involved support when she's trying, no, not even not support services or every, everyone, mm-hmm. her sister, her mother, mm-hmm. when she tried to leave home with children. Mm-hmm. So basically, you've got thread going from school, mm-hmm. you know, teacher, and she has to explain to the teacher that, well, my children are actually now homeless because we left abusive partner. We don't have mm-hmm. much to go. Or we stayed with my mom. So I don't know. And police coming because there was incident, you know, before mm-hmm. they departed. So other services. And it's so many threads. And only one thread going to the guy. Guy is sitting in home. Do you know what I mean? And that's why hard, it's hard for women to leave abusive partners, especially with children. But this, is, this is so much disruption for, for children's life and their life. And if they are single moms with no job, no money, and he's a breadwinner, an abusive partner, yeah. it's almost impossible oh, yeah. to get this thread, you know, and go away somewhere. So, you know, you've been lucky enough that obviously he wasn't well, abusive. Yeah. And, and, and you've, you, had a, you can imagine the same situation with children. I mean, no, like uh, totally, like I'm fully aware of the fact that at the time when uh, my ex was cheating on me, we were as well trying for a child. So that's a com- that's a completely different side of the story, which Bloody is sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that's beside the point. I keep on saying to myself because we've been trying for a year and a half, and it wasn't working out because I was taking the before we started. I was taking the hormonal shots, the contraceptive shots, which afterwards it takes a lot of time to flush it out. And there is a, like, a, somewhere in my head, I'm asking to myself, what? Like, what if I would be, like, exactly. seven months pregnant when I find out that he's pregnant? He's like, pregnant. I would just, I, I'm pregnant. <laughs> we, are, we are pregnant with, with, together yeah, with each other. Yeah, expecting a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm asking myself, obviously, what ifs is not really a point of yeah, having that conversation. How many, how many but how women? how far in a sacrifice I would go there? How many, how many relationships? Like, like that I know for the fact at least few people who decide to have children when their relationship was so bad yeah, they were just basically doing it, it for the fix yeah and that's mm. the most the most stupid thing you can do oh come on I've heard about people being having two kids and then slowly drifting apart and deciding to have a third one when the rest was already like 10 and 12 yeah, yeah, that's just because I always they decided thought, to but if they're drifting apart but you know to like to have second second youth you know in terms of parenting you know that's sometimes that works when you're passionate and you love each other but when you're drifting apart that's the worst thing you know and, and you know if you're drifting apart you just fucking go away and and that's it you know but it's hard because we creatures of habit and sometimes we, you know, let ourselves into a position that, you know, there is no... And, you know, when people, you know, you, you spoke about this guy who was a divorce lawyer. When people love each other, it's fine. When people starting drifting apart or divorcing, they become nasty assholes. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so there is no rhyme or reason to believe that, you know, uh, you know you, you've been pretty lucky. Because, you know, you, yeah. you moved away. You cut the ties and happy ever after. You met me and you're even more happy, you know. <laughs> uh, but in the same way, I, you know, if my ex-partner, my ex-wife would do issues with me seeing kids, taking them on the holidays, 
making big fuss about you and mm -hmm. you know just doing my head in and being against me doing everything against me you know, my, our life would look totally miserable. Of course, yeah. It's so, like this is what we yeah. spoke about. It's like a win -win. Uh, healthy, healthy breakups and uh, um, healthy co-parenting structures being the best thing you can do to yourself. It's like if you have a good relationship with your ex and you are both co-parenting and equally being involved, both of you can have a time off and both of you can have a time of your life because yeah. when it's needed, that's, that's we're on it. That's the option, actually. actually you know, believe, uh, believe me or not, but actually, yeah, it's the best of two worlds, I would say. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I mean, it's different when you've got children with new relationship. That sucks. So that's yeah. why I told you from the beginning that first of all, I've got a snip done after vasectomy, so I'm not having children anymore. Uh, maybe as an adoptive parent in the future, yeah. But that was the deal breaker for me because but I, I mean, said to in you, in our like, case, it was very much about the Max. Like Max is yeah, disabled yeah, and able to be able to handle a baby at home. Anyway, you know? but I don't have, I didn't have enough. I couldn't give. That would be very selfish of, of us to have another child, mm -hmm. because. I wouldn't have enough time to give give it to everyone and to myself. Yeah. I would probably fucking die from exhaustion. Do you know what I mean? As much mm -hmm. as I love my kids and I love kids overall, like, you know, I would love to be yeah. a foster parent and something like that in the future when... when like but yeah, a few years ago we've been uh, both you know, you know me, really I'm running, funny I'm place. Very, I'm very uh, involved that, mm -hmm. even after, you know, separation and divorce. And I cannot imagine you know, being in this position that I have to choose a time and which children have my time and who's got my time because you've been pissed off. You would be pissed off because I would be spending, you know, most of the time with my kids, three mm -hmm. of them, but you know, two of them, they they not live with us. So exactly, that would be very selfish and I'm actually very happy that we can have time of our lives, we can travel, yeah. we can, you know, go for gyms and swims and look after our health and focus on longevity and we have the same time amazing relationship with our kids. You know, you've got an amazing relationship with my kids and we still do time together and money-wise we're doing okay. You know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. No, totally. I mean, like... You know, she can... My ex can... When we've got kids every weekend, she can go, you know, do whatever. She's traveling and yeah. she's asking me if I can take them early because she's got appointment in... And I'm fine. This is my kids, if I've got time, I can spend time with them more often. And we've got every evening for ourselves anyway. Do you know what I mean? So we got the best from the both worlds, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But it, yeah, it's just like, it's quite quite surprising that you, sometimes you need to hear things from different yeah. perspectives or just being literally just like lay out straight to you to start to think about past in a slightly different way. And that's what made me feel like, honestly, I've listened to that, some of the beats twice or stopped it, went back to it and started to like very intensely think about my own mistakes, about my own behaviors and my own approach to a lot of things in the past relationship. And I can see, even though like I consider myself at the moment where I am right now, a quite worked through person. Like I worked on a lot of things. Yeah. There were different moments, but I do vividly remember even the moments in our relationship where I felt insecure, when I felt uh, very, like I had an attachment problem. I was, yeah, that's natural. It's, it's just no. like, 
And I can as well now see how badly everything could go if I wouldn't work on a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you and I told you, I told you, like, you know, things. if we're going to be going this path together, we have to sort out our, our, our things first. Yeah. So I told you, you go to some psychologist for therapy. I've got my therapist. I'm not, you know, I'm doing it. In the beginning, you wanted to convince me to do therapy together. I was like, mm -mm, no, no. I still don't know why. Because exactly, you cannot go through stuff together yet if you're not going to sort out your stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm dealing with my past, my shitty past. You've got nothing to do with it. Only what you get, you're getting, you know, crumbs of of disaster. You, you help to clean. That's only your role, unfortunately. And I'll, sometimes I'm very sorry about that because, but you know, you digging in into my past and my parents' past, not going to do any good. I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be yeah, angry. You know, we, we kind of had this conversation. You know, I'm talking that. to you. You know what I went through. That's like, this is some kind of big, you know, uh, big, you know, secret. Obviously, I'm honest with you and you know, but you know, the emotions, they are raw and I'm going, uh, you know, I've got my therapist and, and, you know, I'm going through it with it. But if we got some issues yeah we could talk through with them but there is no need of of you being present when i'm digging with my shit you know no that's you know i i think like a lot of <laughs> a lot of the uh, things which i felt that uh, us as having together as a couple therapy like with a with a therapist probably not the one we have on the side because that would be sick like me having a therapy with Magda, you having therapy with Magda and us having therapy with Magda. I don't, know. I'm not I, sure. I don't think Magda would go for it. Anyways, but coming the back from that subject, I think a lot of those things were very much connected with a lot of things which we've been working on aside. But we wouldn't be able to go forward without the therapy, which you didn't want, if we didn't learn how to communicate with each other. Oh, yeah. That, that required a lot of I mean? patience and what? That all comes down to communication. Yeah. If it's you're not open, you know, for... If you would say, Nico, we have issue with that and I would make a fit and, you know, just walk out, that would be nothing. If, uh, you know, but, you know, being... That's why I wanted to talk about the... the what is it called? Generative drive. Uh, Huberman and, and Paul Conti yeah, was talking. To re you will have to under explain what yeah, yeah, is but the exactly. generative so drive in a mental what health way. What is it? But I, I don't like I, how I understand the generative mm -hmm. drive is this willingness because it, it's all about willingness. On, I think yeah, it's more willingness than the capability. And awareness. Because with the with the willingness comes yeah, but you have time to, be aware to learn. But willingness to observe and go forward not only with yourself but to keep in that awareness and the move forward everybody else around you who so I want to explain who that you meet yeah but I explain in short maybe very simplistic way so you know like in coming this like reverse te te reverse technology what is mm -hmm. it called yeah technology reverse thinking retrospective no no it's reverse something you know so basically <laughs> I am anxious mm-hmm and usually when people are anxious, they're starting to be more anxious and something happened, they're acting mm -hmm. out. But with this, you need to be first understanding of yourself. So I'm anxious and I'm saying, oh, uh -huh, Nico, you're anxious. And the next question is, why are you anxious? And you're looking for it. But to, and you know, and you're resolving this. And after, you're not anxious. Yeah. But to be there, be able to resolve this, 
you need to be aware. To be aware, you need to be in fuck freaking good to have mental place. You need to be trained to do that. You have to need to have tools. But if you're there is as well agency and gratitude. Exactly. But <laughs> if you if you just live in your life without thinking about it, without even checking, probing and trying to resolve, if you're living your life like, you know, like you're just passing your life through your mm. fingers and you're just like living, there's no way you're going to be able to notice anything. So, so yeah, it's basically, so when we look at the drives, you've got three types of drives, which are the key ones, the generative drive. This one you can say, you can look at, generative drive is the creation. It's the, it's the, it's the actual root of a creation of good. Yeah, you're thinking like... This is the one which is like making good in a longer perspective. Like sometimes it's stopping and observing. Sometimes it's actually coming forward and giving more of yourself. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's the thing which you move back and forth and you shape for the good of something which is going to come, come yeah. in, in the future. So that's your creation. You do have a pleasure drive. It's the same what I which do now with my depression and an autistic burnout. You know, before, as you mentioned, you know, we had this conversation. You've been, you know, shitting yourself that I, uh, I'm going to have my bad moments and mm -hmm. something going to happen. Now, you're giving me space and you're noticing that, okay, Nico got a wee dip, but I do understand myself enough, long enough, that I know what I need to do to get there. So you're just supporting me and you're giving me space instead of, oh, Nico, like, before you used to come to me and say, everything all right, everything all right, you'd be richly worried if I'm going to take my own life or something like that, you know. But now you're not worried about that and, and I'm not as well expressing those feelings. I'm just saying, I've got bad day, I feel shit, I've got horrible, you know, I feel low, I've got, I'm anxious, but... I'm going back to gym, I'm doing the oh, day, you know, so it's, I'm, a, it's, it's a deeper topic because there, mm -hmm. there comes a lot of other things like you've learned across the, uh, across the time. So we're going off top. We're going to explore the generative drive agency and gratitude later or in the next episode. Probably but next when time. we are in the, in the topic of, you know, like us communicating, because it really comes down to communication again. Uh, and awareness of self. You did, you did previously you've been holding everything inside literally almost every single because the biggest uh, the depressive episode you had was the one where you didn't leave your bed for a couple of weeks and you know i had to Fine. call your managers and you know there was like loads of worry and everything this was your deepest deep ever mm -hmm. but before it there was multiple occasions which that happened but you've never identified that yeah in a a majority of those occasions, those were the moments where we were having, like, when that was starting, you were feeling low. Yeah, you, when you were feeling low, you were automatically shutting me down from your own life. Acting out, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. acting out. You were saying, oh, I think we need a break. And you were blocking me for three days on a messenger. So I couldn't freaking message you. Mm. At the beginning of our relationship, this was what happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, from perspective of time, those were the first signals and sign of your depression really being in a full yeah because i didn't uh, know how blown. to do with know. it and as so well i was choosing the wrong pacifiers i would say i would go into alcohol drugs yeah. and and you know loneliness loneliness yeah you isolation, know, uh, isolation and isolation, kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean with a time and with you learning how to read yourself because and with it's about therapy, knowledge obviously. and obviously the therapy that's, the main that's reason. a key yeah uh, but i've I've actually, I've learned, like, I've realized, but 
with my own eyes seeing and experiencing and living through it mm -hmm. that your depression your de depressive episode they are bad like I, it's painful to watch that mm -hmm. happening but i know right now that those moments will no will no longer be the cause of our trouble in a relationship in a way yeah, of like there is no there is no risk yeah, our yeah. relationship our what we have and what we create together is not under threat because the yeah. depression is coming up because previously yeah, it was yeah because i and was acting as a human came being so much more peace i've been having that conversation today with one person at work so they asked me how was my holidays last week mm -hmm. it's like okay i don't have a holidays I had one day of compassionate leave mm. and one day of uh, on the mental health leave. And I did say that, you know, you've been experiencing an autistic burnout, which actually showed up with a proper depressive episode. And we've, we had to go through the things. And I was saying, they were like, oh, so how are you? you know, how are you dealing? I was like, you know what? Surprisingly, I'm actually really good. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I, it's painful to watch. Mm. And I support you. I'm sorry, guys, but I cried myself. Mm. <laughs> uh, I support you in a lot of things. But over the last couple of those episodes, I, we've established a system. Yeah. We've got a toolkit. We've established, like, what we've done in the past weeks. Me leaving options Yeah, I'm coming to you. you. And I say, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's getting downhill, you know. Or like, you but know. you know, you being snappy and grumpy for three days, me knowing that yeah, but it's, well, this is what it is. Is like, But you coming in and saying, yeah. and me not, me not digging. Yeah, I'm not saying like, like sorry, oh, darling, you know, I've I know, moment, and everything else. Like, oh, what are we gonna do about it? No, I'm basically saying to you, I know it's fine. Yeah. Like, thank you for saying it, but you don't have to say it. I know why it's happening. But yeah, there's a but lot of I feel other as well much better when I tell you because it's like, you know, because when you don't say it loud, out loud. It's like almost doesn't exist. Yeah, oh no, of course. And you know, yeah. like as I, I've said many times in the, in the podcast, that depression is a long life condition and it comes and goes. And you know, I would love it to come back every five years, not every 18 months, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, the way it is, it is. And, and I feel longer I go through it, better I'm getting at, at detecting it and, and, and making good changes to, you know. And you know, it's sometimes it's, 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 it's even hard for me not to detect it, but sometimes things happen either that, you know, even if I'm looking after myself, or I go to gym, I do stuff, because things happen. If I got infection, that's gonna yeah. manifest in time if it's not sorted out. And you know, I've got lots of health issues, and exactly, and got to the point that I'm pissed off with it, and that affects my sleep. This, this, and so yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a domino effect. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you no, know, but what I was being saying, aware, yeah. what I what I said today is that, for example, we've got a ways of checking up, checking in on each other. You know, I know that if, for example, if I see that you're out of your routine, you're it's a sign me, for me, yeah. like, hey, you know, there's something mm -hmm. going on. Keep, you know. Stay, Go back. Stay, 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 stay vigilant. Mm -hmm. I leave options for you open. So what, for example, we've done a few weeks ago, we had tickets for a show. You've been excited about going, and a few days before, you were like, oh, I don't want to go. The day of a show, you were like, I don't want to go. And I was like, you know what? I'm going. Mm -hmm. You want to go with me? You know, it's fine. Tag along. If you want to leave halfway through the show, it's fine. Yeah, Don't and worry. I had, and I had blast. And I, I left blast. it. Yeah, exactly. And you had a blast. Yeah, because, just because before you used to try to... I was to, forced. I was you, forcing you. You were forcing me. It was a lovingly force. I know, I know. But you'd be forcing... <laughs> let's go out from the house. Let's go for a walk. Let's yeah. go... Where do you, and you, on top of that, you didn't know what you want to do. 
That was even more. No, because I, I was desperate to yeah, get Yeah, but you anything. took me out from the house in the car and you asked me where you want to go. I said, I don't fucking want to go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? So so that was the case that, yeah, you've been doing sometimes more harm than the good because instead of... It was still coming out of know, goodness know, and absolutely. love, but, you know, uh, it, was, it was working blind. So yeah, what I said, we had this conversation and what I said to, to, to this, to this girl, person. woman, person, uh, I said, like, I start to really understand how difficult it is for everyday Joes walking on the street to deal with things like that. Because it took if you us, leave. I mean, it took me so much time. I, it took me so much reading, so much money exactly. and the time spent on the therapy. I, and I am, I'm really, I'm going to say it out loud, I'm very, very fortunate that I have capability of articulating my emotions mm -hmm. and describing them in a way and I can. Likewise, I can. Yes, and so I'm. And I'm there is so many other Joes in my, my position. Yes. They still in the place where they don't know what's happening. Yeah. They just fucking live in the maze. And they don't know the way to live differently. And they blowing up every few months. Yeah. Destroying everything around them, and that's so sad because, you know. It's, it's, you know, so and obviously, you know, some people got, you know, more severe things. Of course. But yeah. just even for me, knowing that there is a hope and there is a, a chance that my experience could help one or two or five people, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? And probably I'm going to write a book about it again in a few years. No, I, I totally feel that the story, like today when I when I had that conversation and, you know, I've just like opened up, we're sitting in the office and there was like five people in the office and, and I said to people like... That's how I'm supposed like, to speak about that. And I said to them like, I honestly truly understand how difficult, damaging is mental health. And how are you supposed Poor to mental go health, mental to health work, to look after your kids? I, I, yes. And on top of that, if you live in kind of, you know, it's poverty. Like, I, that's just... It's just... It, it's the only way for you is just to basically, you know... What is the way out yeah. of it? It's like I've, I started, like, the, I had those flashbacks today, those moments when you were down in a, you know, your deepest deep, and I was at work, and, you know, I was worried about you, and we've been constantly, because you had, you had complete lack of ability to have conversation with me face to face, because you were yeah, just like, you were was, not I able was, to do you it. Know, brain dead so like. you were sending me text messages, or messenger voice messages, and I was at work trying to control my work, trying to control my, because that was the time as well when I was like, I was at the college at the time. Mm. But no, I, was, I, so. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But it was just like, it was so many things. And at the same time, it was the constant worry and the problems with the communication. And I can, I still remember myself saying that having depression at home mm. as your partner, <laughs> as your tag along, mm -hmm. was like having an extra person in a house, like a freaking lover, like someone who just got stuck next to you and is constantly interrupting in our normal yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. like an extra person yeah, living like, in your house. It's just like shadow the, takes... The most takes toxic person. person you can mm -hmm. find taking yeah. all attention. Mm -hmm. Every single bloody aspect of your life mm -hmm. is focused on that one person, yeah, which is not the even a person. It's not wanted. It's like someone just came to your house, and the funny thing moved is, in. You know, this is not like... The person who is depressed even want that. Do you know no. what I mean? But if you don't know how it's to... It's like, it's literally, it's, it's like yeah, it's having a life. household 
to which one someone got a key yeah. and moved in and, and you don't want that person over there and, and it's destroying everything it's destroying yeah. everything it's like a vandal inside of your house which you don't want and it, uh, it's got an effect on vandal? everything vandalism, vandalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vandal. i wasn't sure if that's a polish word yeah so it, it's just like i've actually it and it hit uh, me so, so much so now imagine that someone got another key and opened the doors and moving in in your fucking head yeah that's how I felt. Like, I couldn't control anything in my head, nothing. And you know, on top of that, I know that being autistic, in my case, it gives me like 1,000% of difficulties, adding, you know, bonus, negative bonus. Oh, call it bonus. Yeah, neg <laughs> negative, you know, but it's, it's, like it's the, hard. It's like the old hug in it's the like, game. Yeah, 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 we played <laughs> the talisman game. That so you can like, only move one step, yeah. forward or backward. Yeah, so, and you know, like, and then, like, uh, today I was sitting in the car, I drove into the college, and I had those moments, and like, yeah, Nico, and all the way from home, your brain was like, constantly thinking, I'm constantly thinking about something, worrying. You know, I said at the end, when we've been checking out, you know, guys, today I drove here, and I drove and I thought about, thought about this and that, and a million things, you know, like me. And I felt like meh, you know, I felt meh. And but after, you know, after the, you know, even Sorry. practice, practice, that was triad practice. So like, mm. you know, therapy, practical pr therapy, when I had to talk after someone else was talking, I was a listen listening and as a third person, I was, as a third time, I was a observer. Even that allowed me to vent off and I felt better about myself, not myself, about, well, you know, felt better overall. So I've got those tools, and even you know, but it's just it's when very, you've got it's depression, very, it's like very complicated uh, episode. And you know, we we talk about I relationships, but we ended up with like having a conversation yeah, got, about depression and you know, toolkits. Anxiety, so the, the you know, diagnose. I've got anxiety, depression. So if you're gonna, you know, if the depression gonna move in my head, moved in in my head. And I've got anxiety, which means that my brain is constantly worried. That's spiraling out of control. And being autistic is just fucking, you know, cuckoo house, <laughs> you know what I mean, in there. So that's why I've got my tools, you know. And I'm like, people, you know, I used to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm off sick. And I'm going to gym every day, even extra, because I... And hell yeah, if someone's going to have issues with that, I've got... Uh, you know, burnout and stress, and I'm going to gym exactly. This is how my brain gonna cope better. This is a tool. So if you expect depressed people to be at home, you know, sit down and, and do nothing, exactly, and, lay in yeah. bed. Please don't do that because you're gonna kill them. You know. So it's just like, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> just just to say, uh, just to finish the topic on the you know our story. I believe it's a story which could be heard like that's one i think this is the way we can raise awareness of how life with depression can looks like in multiple cases because this is how our life looked like a few years ago at yeah, your deepest deep you know and how you can use the tools science yeah. um you know, therapy, That's why and I'm so, so many I'm so, other things so, so, to so, make your life livable. I'm so, so, so grateful to, to Andrew Huberman, to Paul Conti, to, 
to you know Stan Ferries and and Atia, Peter Atia, and many many others with the doctor scientists. You know, this is not like podcasters yeah. who are like just like talking. Us. You know, exactly <laughs> like us. I mean, you know, we've got education too, to be honest. You know, but we not we not specialize in this field. You know, uh, maybe we're gonna specialize different fields in the future. But exactly, this is by science-based knowledge. You I know, mean, and I, yeah, we dig it from a, It's the power of a lived experience in our well, case. Yeah, and, and books and podcasts which are, which are, you know, professional. Because, you know, if, 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 yeah, don't get me wrong, Rich Roll, he's a, you know, ultra marathonist or whatever, mm. and he's inviting those people. But if, you know, he's not the science guy, you know, no, but the rest of the guys which I mentioned, yeah. you know, except Tim Ferriss, you know, uh, but you know, sometimes you've got to live the experience as we do. It's important too. So exactly, without those, you know, I went to doctor how many times? Mm. They've been shoving meds medication in me. Do you know what I mean? I got fed up with doctors. So, so you know, I became, you know, trying to discover stuff and, and being, uh, you know, uh, 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 laboratory rats, you know, laboratory rats and trying to f figure out stuff, you know, trying this and that and, you know, but thanks for those guys, you know, I can say well, hopefully one day I'm going to be able to shake uh, Hoberman's and Atia's hands and say, yeah. fucking, you saved my life, man. I mean, no. yeah, if... No, you... I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. yeah, the power of a lived experience is the one thing, being able to... Uh, listen to people guidance and a lot of the things which we've learned from people like you mentioned are the things which are like they're low in a in a way of actually applying them they are low cost low 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 impact in a way of like how they are impacting your everyday routine because if you're gonna add a three minute cold shower in your routine like you don't have to travel across the country to do it and spend I don't know how much money actually you're gonna save because instead of paying for electricity or gas you're actually having a cold or cold shower anyways but it's just like some of those things are such a simplistic thing and trying it yourself and being like oh it doesn't work for me Okay, well, you Absolutely. didn't lose lost anything. You didn't like you didn't lose too much time or uh, you know any any of those sorts. But it's just like as I'm saying, all of those, n not everything is accessible to people. And I am fully in full understanding that not every single person is going to be and capable well, you need to of be ready. going. You need to be mentally ready. It's, it's something I mean? which we're going to touch in the next episode is the conversation around mental health not being accessible for people which need to learn about mental health. That's the that's the problem which we're gonna touch, uh, but you can touch me. I, I will. I'm gonna tickle you. But I don't know how to tickle because you you don't. Have I don't to, have tickles. You don't have tickles. Yeah. Uh, but what I wanted to say, it's stories like this, and many other which are somewhere over there. Are no, it's plenty. So I work with people. Extremely powerful yeah, and so needed for the rest because my story with you your story and our story together <laughs> are like they are actual hope i do yeah, believe absolutely. that you know i was what remember. what we went through is a story and a I really big story of hope for a lot that's, of people that's which why i'm writing my book you know but you know on top of everything else depression itself but you know i'm gonna be attaching my fucking childhood trauma to, to it you know which is and, you know, that quite often comes with it, you know, because my body got to the point was so tired of being so tense and, and, and you know, my brain was is so tired. That's why as well, yeah, I'm going to have depression, you know, endlessly coming back because... Because you've got an anxiety and out. Yeah, and my, my body gets tired 
not maybe easily, but it's got tired to the point, you know, as well, like, we should normalize uh, that, you know, with, with mental health, you shouldn't go to the fuel station when you've got your, you know, your on red, when yeah, you're on reserve. red, reserve. No, we should go half through to top up and, and be always, you know. Especially and that's, if you and that's what I did this time, you know. If yeah. anyone gonna say from my work that, oh, you know, why did you take time off? I know, I know that's not gonna happen because they're absolutely amazing. And for me to be able to notice that and act on it, it's just mm -hmm. gonna save, you know, instead of I took three weeks off, and I'm going to be, you know, bash, bosh, bash, ready to go, you know. Obviously, slow down, I'm going to start, you know, and then I'll be happy to be back. I'm already buzzing to go back to work. But previously, I was off for, you know, eight weeks, and God knows how many other weeks I've been still, you know, mentally half. incapable of, of yeah, doing half my job. Engaged. Yeah. Exactly. So, so no, yeah. no, totally. It's like, that's why I said, for example, today at work is that I really needed those two days as much as I actually haven't done much <laughs> during those two two days but I needed this time to settle down with the idea that this is not the jolly lolly the most amazing time of our life at the moment yeah. and it's all right we've been there we've got tools it was as well time for me to observe you I needed yeah, to trust, I my, needed to trust to look me, at you, to look at give me a yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know give you what he's control doing. over yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like we didn't interact too much with each other. It was a, it, the whole week was like that. I just gave you space and I watched, yeah. I sat down on the side and I was watching you, what you're love doing. You. I love you too. <laughs> God, yeah, because exactly that's what it was, I needed. Uh, I felt, I, and I, I felt needed that reassurance. For the first time, I felt that you are with me. And um, as much as I was snappy and happy and I wasn't feeling guilty of or treating you the bad way like I used to because I didn't have control of it. You've been like with me on, the, on my sad journey, which I'm coming out of it hopefully soon, you know, but you've been with me, not... Not, you know, you've been not, you know, abused by me in, in the means of. But at the same time, I know. wasn't, I wasn't abusing you with my love and care exactly. and worry, exactly. uh, which and I, know, that's why I needed this time. I needed and this as well, time you didn't to. You did get so tired with it. Yeah. So I was uh, okay. You were okay, and we both. But you know, that just comes from situation. that. Co as again, it comes down to the moment that, uh, to the fact that you've worked through so much of your own things in the past year and, and a half, two years intensely. Uh, that you were able to take my comments, you were able to listen to me and being like, when I said to you, like, Nico, you freaking stop taking your stomach medication. And you, you absolutely hate having heartburn. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you yeah, stop I mean, taking not, your yeah, medication, you stop eating your I'm breakfast. stuff, you, you know. know. And, yeah, exactly. That's and what you we didn't discovered. get angry. You no, I was angry. like, yeah, true. You were like, yeah, you yeah, are right. I can't, like, I can't, actually. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I got so busy with work, and I'm so passionate about work that I let my health deteriorate because you actually I, made I it stopped, a second thing. Yeah, I stopped eating breakfast. You stopped taking lunches with you. I stopped taking lunches with me. I was hungry, and I was angry, and I was not like angry, but exactly that is like I know my body, I know myself, and why did I do that to myself? Because I put so much love into my work, which you know is is you know amazing that I love my job and I give everything. 
That's just because of but the fact that I'm you are un autistic. Uncareful. You've got more yeah. tendencies to going to the all extremes. In, all in. Yeah. You're going to, to all in. You don't do things in moderation. And because it was mm -hmm. a very intense and time I'm, for I'm, you. And, and I'm the same addict. Do you know what I mean? So if I work yeah. and I'm immersing myself yeah. in supporting others, Hell yeah, I'm gonna be fucking one who's gonna save the world. I'm gonna save everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But and but sacrifice yourself in the uh -huh. process. Uh, but yeah, anyways, like we got there and we both needed it that time. And uh, hopefully, next time when it happens, because I'm I stopped thinking it's not gonna happen. It will. No, happen. absolutely, it will. But uh, we will revisit that moment. That and I hope with we time, can be each of episodes gonna be less and less. You know what? Even if it's not going to yeah, be less, yeah, no. even if the next one's going to be more, I am 100% sure it's gonna that be how easier much to survive. we're going to be able to go through yeah, that's it. What I mean. it's not about we might have to switch on more resources. Or just <laughs> we might have them. to We might have to explore different news. tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we might have to readjust, change, and whatever else. But... We, I, I am but pretty you know, sure that's, that... That's natural. We're getting older as well. Like, yeah. let's say, if I... I don't know, if I'm going to be 60, I'm not going to be able to uh, do those kind of exercises which I'm doing right now, you know? So, so yeah, absolutely. But, but I'm not going to give up, you know? That's yeah. for sure. I know... And, you know, it's like people say, no, Nico, you're going to gym every day. You're crazy. I was like... Hey, me, I think I'm crazy, but I'm just balancing my mental health. I'm just making sure it's okay. It's quite funny. I've seen an, uh, um, you know, Paul just to, okay, I'm going to finish that episode because I'm starting a different who's thing. Paul? Uh, but there was who's a Paul? Paul. There was a ah, Paul. Paul. <laughs> uh, Paul. A questioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a Paul about uh, why, you go what, to why do you go to gym? And uh, actually, mental health was the, was the first. Yeah, exactly, because that's that. what I do. Like I, I, and I, I mean, like, it's a healthy thing. Like, I really hope that it's a healthy uh, tendency that people start to openly say that the choices they make in regards to their physical health activity are led by their mental health needs. Well, for me, like... So either A, it's a good thing that people are saying it openly, or B, we are in such a shitty place that people don't have another option. Yeah, uh, but for me, it's yeah, like, you know, I, I go for a run, you know, or the uh, whatever. A, a a clip. A, what is the name for it? Bloody hell, I need to check. Elliptical. <laughs> elliptical is on my watch, I had to check, you know. I go for elliptical because, you know, that doesn't doesn't give me any, any pressure on my knees. But as well, like, 30 minutes a day of you know, heart rate between, you know, I've got low heart rate usually, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Half dead. Half dead. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, when I'm resting, it's 60. <laughs> when I'm, uh, you know, anything above 120 is, is you know, uh, and 142, it's it's threshold. So anyway, for me... My it's, threshold, 180. No, so exactly. So <laughs> for me, moments when I sweat and, and, and you know, and have... Uh, like this is like anxiety exactly when your heart goes so fast and and you know but this is control putting myself into control state of anxiety so when I walk down from the elliptical machine or or That's different and it's like whoo you know I realized I had this conversation today that uh, I, I thought that it's the cold baths cold swims mm -hmm. which are making me more resilient but today I had a conversation with a girl in a, in a sauna. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, there is a moment... Because you're putting yourself yeah, into this a, stress there moment. There is a moment when I'm sitting you, you, in a sauna. You're cheating your body. Yeah. And you're there getting your moment. body to get used to the almost anxiety yeah. moments. 
and your body later is like, oh, this is not so bad. I've been doing yeah. that every day. Yeah, it's like there was the moment about 12 and a half minutes when, when, I like can <laughs> see, when I can see a spike in my heart rate yeah. mm -hmm. uh, on, the, on, the, uh, on the watch. Yeah. And if I push yeah, through it, your watch? of course, I cover it. I cover it so it doesn't get overheated, uh, but I take it. Uh, so yeah, I, when I push through it, then it's a steady battle, but it's a battle with something I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've been there. And I know I that know it's going to finish mm -hmm. and I'm going to go and I'm going to have a cold shower and the life's going to be jolly again. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I go down, my legs are shaky, you know, but I feel like, oh, yeah. And you know, say that today for to me, the worst and I was like, you know what? is absolutely agonic. Since I started to do it literally almost every single day, I... Don't remember when the last time I got angry. Angry in the yeah, way yeah. of like, oh, yeah, like no, pissed no, no. off, yeah, angry. Pissed off. Yeah, I yeah. don't, honestly, I don't remember what we when do, I got angry. we basically, we regulate, self-regulate. Yeah. We reg we're putting our bodies into the state where we, you know, mentally able to say, yeah, we, we're pushing ourselves. We don't have fights. No, at, at all. all. We are chill. We chill, Bill. I'm telling we're you sometimes, sometimes I'm telling you like, hey, what? like you're pushing, yeah? So I, I've, I've, I've learned. I've learned to say to you like I don't uh, appreciate yeah, like, what you say yeah, right I'm now. But I usually do it. And we don't have an argument. Yeah, that's I usually it. I'm doing it, you know, like f as a joke, and Sometimes I take my don't. take this joke too far. Do you know what I mean? But it's not like our disagreement caused by wrong communication, lack of communication. Ah, it it's happens, but we learn how to sort yeah, it like, out, yeah, you know, oh, communication yeah. oh, again, yeah. going back, communication. Yes. Oh, you, what was that? Something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, it is wrong, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, and as well, we're not afraid to talk about it yeah. because we just know that talking, yeah. not talking is the worst play, play, thing you can do. Not talking is the worst place you can do. So, just, this is it. See, so nice, it's and even people from which I consider my friends, they they noticing sometimes on LinkedIn that I'm... Um, in your in the content of your of, yes, of your posts yeah. of your yeah they everything is right mate i was like yeah, yeah it's actually not it's right not. but it's right yeah to be not right anyway, anyway uh, i'm tired yeah. i have to go to sleep yeah i yeah i gotta wake up tomorrow to work so mm -hmm. but yeah all in all you're going to yoga tomorrow no okay so we love you be kind to yourself kindness do, kindness mm -hmm. is the way and take care of yourself enjoy mm -hmm.